Welcome to another episode of the Forgotten Athlete Podcast. It's your host, Joseph. Thank you for tuning in. Another Monday, um, Labor Day, off today. Shout out to not working retail anymore, uh, where I can, uh, sorry, let me take my hood off, uh, where I don't have to work on uh, holidays, thank the Lord. Um, but if you are working retail, shout out to you. Um, hey, I mean, I've been there before um, for a long time, um, and um, I, I miss it. I miss working retail. Uh, I miss talking to people on a daily person to person. Uh, I miss uh, the interactions. I miss developing people as a leader. I miss just the, uh, you know, just that, you know, that store environment you get, you know. I mean, you get the same customers. Like, like for example, I had this guy, he was 95 or 96. And um, I, I worked at the same store for like two years. And uh, he came into the store every single, every single month, once a month to pay his bill. And he always paid with a check. And we'd always tell him like, "Hey, dude, like you don't need to write checks anymore. This is not 19, you know, 70." And he was like, "Back in my day, we always used to write checks, and I saw you keep checks and balances. I saw you balance out your checkbook." He's like, y- "You guys probably don't even know how to balance out a checkbook, do you?" And I was like, "No, sir, I don't actually." <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. So I mean, he he was like a he was really good at hockey. I even looked him up. He he went to the University of Minnesota. He was like all state national player of the year at hockey and all this stuff at the university of minnesota this guy was like super good and um yeah man i don't know if he's still alive or not but uh, i'm not gonna say his name i forgot his name uh but um either way man that guy shout, shout, shout out to him um but yeah man we got a lot of topics to talk about um i gotta start doing more than one podcast a week um just because like there's so many news stories coming out. I mean, like, fr- like Friday, Russell Wilson's contract came out, and then um, Donovan Mitchell trade happened. So, like, I, I was g- going to record a podcast, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna start, you know, next week to do multiple podcasts per week, just because we got the NFL season coming up, and I want to give you guys good quality, um, you know, day to day, um, not day to day, but you know, I want to give you good quality content, and not just washed up content, uh, you know, where Donovan Mitchell has already been talked about on like 20 po- different podcasts that you listen to. And then you listen to mine on Monday. I wish I appreciate, but you're like, Oh, I've already heard this art. You know, you know, th- this is old news. You know, who cares about this anymore? So, um, I'm going to start pushing out more content, uh, per week. Uh, I was trying to fit into my busy schedule, but you know, we're, we're hustlers at the end of the day, right? You want to, we, we want this to grow forgotten athlete, uh, podcast people, uh, supporters want this to grow. We want this to get bigger and bigger and, you know, you, you got to put your head down sometimes. And that's why I intend on doing. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, so on that same topic, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to, so I don't want to say the name because I don't want people to steal it, but I also don't want to say the name because I don't know if it's out there already. Um, but uh, so on Sundays, specifically on Sundays during the football season, uh, regular season, not the playoffs, but during the football regular seasons, uh, I'll be having a Sunday session uh, called Sunday NFL Service. Uh, which will be uh, probably about a 20 minute, 25 minute segment in the morning every Sunday, just going over uh, the uh, week to week uh, games that we have on the slate, uh, talking about, you know, who's going to win predictions, talking about, uh, you know, the, the, you know, 
stuff that you you know that you want to hear about uh you know news uh that day breaking news that day you know injury report stuff like that so um i'm not gonna go live or anything like that but i will post a video uh maybe have some guests on uh to kind of give you guys some you know uh, other voices besides me and you know if you're tired of hearing about me but um yeah so i'll be doing that this uh starting next sunday uh so i guess this coming up sunday uh first episode will be out there uh but it'll be on the same platform so you don't have to worry about you know switching to a you know different uh, podcast subscribe to different podcasts. It's gonna be called Sunday NFL Service. Uh, I, I, I will uh, uh, be uh, talking about just football. You know, I mean, who doesn't love football? And with that being said, let's talk about what we got to talk about today, so we can get that out of the way. I know some of you guys are probably not gonna listen to this probably until later this week. Uh, but if you listen to it today on Labor Day Sunday, I'm sorry, let me later Monday. I appreciate it. Uh, but got some topics to talk about today. Pull it on my phone real quick just to make sure that I'm starting on the right foot. And yes, I am. College football is back. And what a weekend we had. I mean, Saturday was great. Thursday was great. Friday was great. I mean, Sunday was great. I and mean, we got a game tonight, too. Clemson versus Georgia Tech at the, at the uh, I believe, at the, at the I believe in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Chick-fil-A Bowl. Um, I think that's where it's at. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, so we got, I mean, so <laughs> I, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I mean, I, I could start because, I mean, I, I told you guys about UGA. I told everybody about UGA, you know, and I got no one said anything indifferent, but people were like, dude, Alabama's going to win it all this year. Like, and, and it was the way UGA just destroyed Oregon, the way that they just took Oregon out the gate, like from the get, I knew like, this is the Georgia team that I expected seeing. Now, I didn't see their defense playing as good as it is just because their defense was really bad in spring practice. Like, I was telling my brother, and I was like, dude, like, Georgia's really good this year. He's like, I don't, I was like, I, I told him, like, I don't think you realize how good their offense is because I was saying, like, they're going to drop 40 on these guys. Like, I, I knew it. Like, I told him, like, they're going to, they might average 40 plus points per game because their offense is really good. Stetson Bennett's in his second year in this offense. He is. He made some dime throws. Like he, like he could be a Heisman candidate. I didn't say this before, but after watching that game and seeing the passes he took, he could be a Heisman candidate. And they have a six seven, two hundred and seventy pound tight end, and this guy is just hurling over people. He's like an offensive lineman or a defensive end coming at you. But he's, a, but he, he got the ball. Now he does have some dropping, you know, tendencies where he can't catch the ball uh, at times. But I mean, other than that. The dude's going to be a, a freaking, I don't know about an all-pro tight end, NFL tight end, but he's going to be a pro tight end for sure. Like, he's going to have a long career in the NFL. Um, and then they got my boy Bowers, uh, with number 19, who I need to get his jersey because he's from Napa, California. And I want to rock that dude's jersey just because um, I'm a big supporter. Pause. Uh, but, yeah, man, the dude's a, dude's a baller, man. I mean, and then you got A.D. Mitchell, who, I mean, he made a fantastic catch that no one's really talking about because they won 49-3. to And then you got um, – I always forget the um I always forget the running back's name. Uh, starts 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 with an M. It'll, it'll come to me. But got him. Then you got the other running back from uh Cal or from I think he's from California or Vegas. One of those two places. I mean, their just team is so stacked. I mean, and then you got the defense. I even talk about the defense. I got the freshman cornerback starting. Dude gets a dude gets the. I mean, the best interception we've seen. I mean, I would say since Antonio Cromartie one handed catch. I mean, it, it was a acrobatic catch, crazy catch. Um, I mean, but I don't know, man. UGA is just different. I mean, I told you guys to expect this, and I hope people listen to me just because, like, 
I mean, this team is NFL talent ready, like everywhere, every position. They have someone who can play in the NFL, and it's just you don't get that a lot in college football. Usually, you only get that with um, uh, Alabama, but you know now Georgia's in that category. Um, so, um, with that being said, man, college football is back, and you know between Bryce Young, between uh, An- Anthony Richardson, um, between um, uh, who else? Uh, there's a, so many, you know, B. John Robinson, uh, C.J. Stroud, he struggled, but he showed up in the second half. Uh, there were so many games uh, this weekend that were really good. Um, now, But the game that I want to talk about is the Notre I'm sorry, not Notre Dame, the Florida State versus LSU. And that was why we love college football. That game was, was like insanity. Like, it was crazy from the start to the finish. Started off kind of slow. And then the fireworks happened, fumbles after fumble. And, and that will, you know, pause for me now on the Florida State game. There's a lot of fumbles this week, this weekend, a lot of missed tackles. And you expect that on week one, week two, and, you know, I, I, at least until week three. And then after week three, you, you get a lot of form tackling uh, happening in the uh, across the uh, football world. But, you know, this was just a crazy game. I mean. <laughs> The, the miss extra point at the end, the out of bounds, but he got the first down, so we get to stop the clock. The fumble at the other yard on the opposing side from Florida State on third down, doing a pitch on third down. Like, what are you, why are you running a pitch on third down with, with the lead? Just, I mean, worst case scenario, you don't get the, you don't get the, you know, you don't get the touchdown. You know, you could just knee it out, you know, uh, you, you could just knee it. You know, just kick the field goal, you go up 10. You know, it's easy as that. But, I mean, that game was crazy. Driving 99 yards from Jaden Daniels, who has struggled all season. I mean, he struggled all year, or all game, sorry, excuse me. But uh, I want to stop there and and just talk about Jaden Daniels for a minute because I do think he's probably going to get that job taken from him if he continues to play. The receiver did not like playing with them. Body language is just bad from all the receivers, especially Butte, who I love. At LSU and he just not he did not look like himself last last night he just didn't and I think Jaden Daniels has a lot to do with that and you got to instill confidence in your guys you just have to and you can't just run around just uh you know run around the pocket and you know run every single time you drop back because you know let's be honest you may get you know first downs you may get 15 yard gains you may get 100 yard rushing but at the end of the day are you going to win the game chances are no you know you're not Lamar Jackson speed you're not uh, you're not Cam Newton, you know, you're not any of that. So you got to sling the ball. You got to trust your series. And this is why this is my one knock. Oh, well, mo- multiple knocks, but one knock in particular with Jaden Daniels is that he hasn't learned anything since his freshman year of football. And you credit some of that to him, but you also credit a lot of that to the coaching that he's had. He had Herm Edwards and he had uh, Marvin Lewis. He had a lot of NFL coaches in his background, at Arizona state. And I feel like he didn't learn anything from them at all. And you know, that, you know, leads me to understand that what do what does Herm Edwards do at Arizona State? And then you look at the pros that are in the NFL, at, you know, from Arizona State that have been under Herm Edwards and, you know, Eno Benjamin, um, who else? Um, uh, Brent, uh, not Brent Nayuk, um What's his name? The guy from uh, Nikhil Harry. So, I mean, you look at a lot of guys who went to ACSU and they're struggling. They struggle to get to the, they struggle their early years on in the NFL. And, I mean, if you're an NFL coach, you should be preparing your players to play in the NFL. So when they go to the NFL, they can adapt easily. It doesn't seem like that's happening at Arizona State. All right, but uh, 
but back to Jaden Daniels being you know being an underperformer, and um, you know this is just what he is, and this is who he is as a quarterback. I love him as a kid. He's a he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy, great kid. See, I've seen a lot of his press conferences, seen what he does for the community and whatnot, especially at Arizona State. And you know, I hate to say anything negative about him because he's just a good person. But at the end of the day, you you, you got to develop, and you got to develop into a better quarterback, into a better um, you know passer. And he hasn't done that. He made some great throws yesterday, and he hesitated at times when he should have just thrown the ball. Like Butte was wide open for a touchdown, and you know, with Butte's speed and his athleticism, he could have got that touchdown and he, he just didn't pass it to him you know you got to trust your players you got to trust the receivers otherwise the receivers aren't going to run hard they're not like it, like I used to be a receiver in high school and my quarterback was not the best quarterback and there were times where I stopped running routes because I'm like I'm not getting the ball like why and he gets sacked or he fumbles the bar he throws a pick you know to somebody else and you know when you're a receiver you need confidence you know you need you need confidence in your quarterback but you also need the confidence in yourself and you know once you lose confidence in your quarter you start dropping balls or sorry once you lose confidence in your quarterback you start dropping balls you start doing all this stuff that Butte was doing last night and you know unfortunately they lost the game but that wasn't the reason they lost the game they lost the game because Brian Kelly has no hold on this team at all like this team does not respect him at all like the same mistakes they were doing last year they're doing again this year and it's worse they had targeting they had necessary roughness penalty they had holding penalty they had false start penalty every penalty you could imagine they had pass interference penalty any penalty you could imagine they had last night and that's just due to the lack of coaching that's being done the lack of perf- lack of expectations that you you place as a coach Brian Kelly he should have cleaned that up from the get go you know, and Brian Kelly reminds me a lot of Mike McCarthy. You know, he does. And, like, he's like the NCAA version of Mike McCarthy. Had success, you know, somewhere for a long time at, at one place. Didn't win a championship or anything like that, although Mike McCarthy did. Didn't win a championship at all, you know, at Notre Dame or Cincinnati. But he's a successful coach. He gets jobs. And he gets head coaching jobs. And to his credit, he has a great, you know, I guess backstory, you know, and he he carries himself pretty confidently. But the way he talks about his players to the media, it just kind of it just throws me off. Like this is a new generation; you can't do that stuff that you're you know you were doing 20 years ago, talking to your players and whatnot. These are a new generation. The kids are a lot more sensitive. They have social media players, you know, Twitter. You know, they got regular Twitter followers or handlers. Uh, you know, making fun of them. You know, now their coaches making fun of them. I want to quote something that the that the coach said. Uh, after halftime coming out of the locker room and he said uh what did he say he said we can't play any worse than that i don't think it's my first game maybe we can like those are things that you don't say to your you know about your team publicly now if you want to say that privately about your you know to your team then 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 go ahead and say it but i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna send my kid to a school where where he's saying those type of things about my players publicly so what is he saying in the, in private you know what i'm saying and you know giving this guy 100 million dollars over 10 years was just not the right move by lsu it just wasn't you go from coach o who players loved who 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 just won you guys a natural championship although there were some heavy accusations on some weird stuff going on in, uh, un, under him you know he he was successful and you know players like playing with him now he did lose control of his players towards that you know final season and whatnot and i think that was credit to the the media already saying that Coach O was not going to be a coach anymore after this season. And um, it's just, you can see it. These guys do not like Coach Keller. They just don't. They don't like Brian Keller. And I don't know how hard it is, how, how hard it is to understand that, but they just don't like him. And um, I think they kind of 
underperform because of that. You know, when you when when you're not liking your leadership, you're you're not gonna perform. All right, and then we got the college football playoff team. So, <laughs> playoff teams were announced. I'm sorry, playoff teams expansion was announced last year that they were going to expand the, the CFP committee was we're going to expand college football playoffs to um, eight games or eight to 12 teams. They were like, hey, we're going to expand this probably in the, by, by 2026. Last night, or sorry, not last night, Friday night, a report came out, or was it Saturday? Something along the lines of last week where a report was out that they are going to um, expand it uh, to 12 and they're going to start it as soon as as next season and i think what this is going to do to college football is it's going to make it more relevant than it already is right it's going to make it more competitive than it already is and it's going to allow for a lot of teams who didn't get you know who who lose two games in conference like like ohio state you know michigan who who have to play each other you know towards the end of the season and that affects their 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 football ranking or a team like you know usc Notre Dame playing towards the end of the season or a school you know alabama sec championship game playing georgia now luckily we have been able to you know see alabama and georgia representing sec you know sec uh, sorry we're looking to see georgia and alabama represented in the college football playoffs the past couple of seasons um alabama obviously since it's been started but you know, other than that, I mean, these schools that I think sometimes schools get over overlooked just because of they got two losses in their conference, and sometimes you just gotta you just gotta like you you had a bad game, like you're allowed to have bad games, and right now, um, you know that is not allowed. I don't think you know like every game you gotta play good, every game you gotta you gotta beat your opponent by fifty points if you're favored by you know by fifty, you know, and sometimes you can't do that. You know, sometimes you have off games, sometimes you drop balls and whatnot. So you know, you you just gotta prepare uh, a lot more heavily now. Um, but now that they're expanding it to twelve teams, I think it takes a foot off of these coaches. Like coaches aren't pressured to like first off go undefeated. Like going undefeated is hard. Like in any league, college football, college basketball, college, you know, whatever the case may be, going undefeated is a super hard challenge. And, you you know, when you have that as your expectations every year, it puts a toll on your program. It puts a toll on those players. Sometimes players are like, I just want to play football, man. I, I, I don't care about going undefeated. If we lose, we lose. You know, obviously I want to win every game, but that's not reality at times. And, you know, now these coaches have the ability to just coach, you know, and not have to worry about going undefeated. You know, it relieves some pressure from them, um, especially coaches who are like in like Texas A&M, for example. Great school, great program, high recruited class. But you got to play teams like Georgia. You got to play teams like LSU. Or, well, I guess LSU when LSU was good. You got to play teams like all Alabama, obviously. And also, I mean, I think this is going to expand the playoffs even bigger. I think more SEC teams will be represented in the playoffs. Obviously, I think I think that you'll see Florida maybe in it. You know, m- you know, next couple of seasons, maybe you even see um, um, uh, what's the squad just named Texas A&M in it. So, at the end of the day, this is going to make college football better. I do think the SEC and the Big Twelve and the Big Ten will be heavily represented in these playoffs, but we'll see. You know, uh, but I, I I like it and and I'm excited about it uh, just because we get more football. I mean. I will never cry pry away from more football. I just won't. All right, man. Um, Sunday service session. NFL's back. We we can we we can go there. Football etiquette on NFL Sunday. So this is for all the people who, you know, 
Listen, NFL Sunday's back. I don't really want to get into the Donovan Mitchell trade, personally, just because I, I just love football. But let's go to the Donovan Mitchell trade, just because let's 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 end on a good note. Donovan Mitchell gets traded to the Cavaliers. Uh, I'm not going to say who was all involved in the trade, but it was marketing, uh, two of the role players. I'm uh, sorry, one of the role players, Colin Sexton, and three first-round picks, two unprotected. I'm sorry, three unprotected um, first-round picks, and then two not protected first-round picks. Uh, so uh, five in total, I believe the trade was, and this was a shot for Danny Ainge to get back at the Knicks, cause there's no way in heck that the trade offer that the Knicks offered him with Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, five first round picks, um, and a lot more other assets to the trade that this trade was better than the Cavaliers trade. It just wasn't, and maybe he's betting on the Cavs to suck, but Danny Ainge is up to something. I just I don't know what it is yet. Like he's 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 not keeping all these picks. He's just not. He he's going to trade some of them. And we saw him do this in Boston, where he drafted Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then he traded picks for Kyrie Irving. Traded picks for uh, Kimba. Or I guess Kimba Walker was signed through free agency. But we've seen what he's done with picks and how he's developed a team like like the Boston Celtics. You know, to his credit. And now we get to see what he does in uh, Utah. And Utah is going to struggle sometimes, but. I mean, for the fans, I just I don't really like the idea of tanking, and I I'm so mad at myself because I saw that like two months ago the Jazz win win loss total was like 45, and like I should have just hammered that just because like they're not gonna win 45 games, they they will be lucky to win 35 games. Like I don't think they're gonna win that many games like next year. Um, I think uh they're gonna struggle a lot, but. Back to the trade. This is going to make the Cavaliers a lot better than they already are. Because what happens a lot, and uh, Ryan Russillo, uh, he, he gave me this uh, stat line. But uh, the Cavaliers, they were like one of the lower, uh, they were, they had the, they had the, they had one of the lowest efficient, uh, offense efficient, offense efficiency ratings in the fourth quarter last season. And that was due to a lot because t- defenses were taking Darius Garland out the plays. They were doubling them. They were triple teaming them. And a lot of guys weren't making shots. Now you have Donovan Mitchell. So you really can't double team uh, uh, Darius Garland anymore. You just can't. You don't have that ability to. And this is going to open up doors for uh, Darius Garland. Uh, this is going to open up doors for guys like Evan Mobley. Uh, Javel, um, Javel McGee. Uh, Jared Allen uh, is going to be an impact player. Kevin Love, uh, he's going to be an impact player. I think Cavs, like I said it on my uh, on my Twitter, but Cavs are for sure top five Eastern Conference team. Like they're going to be a competing for the number one seed next year. Uh, and and I'm not saying that lightly. I believe that they can win fifty plus, fifty five plus games next year. I just do. Um, you know, with the talent level that they have. The depth that they have, uh, you know, from their bench to their starters, uh, you know, um, they just have a great team. They just do. And uh, I'm super excited to see, you know, what they do. Uh, on the flip side of that, the Utah Jazz, like I said, they're going to be they're going to be a disaster next year. Um, do not look forward to watching the Jazz game. I never look forward to watching the Jazz play, but now I definitely don't look forward to watching the Jazz play. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, man, but uh, back to NFL's back. Um, we got an, uh, so like I said, I'll, I'll talk more about the NFL's game days, um, before, uh, Sunday, i uh, sorry on Sunday. Um, and then, um, Thursday football, we have, uh, the, uh, Bills and the Rams, Matthew Stafford's looking like he's going to play. And this is going to be an exciting game. I'm, I'm so excited for football to be back. Cause listen, man, football life without football is like, like it's just the worst thing ever. I, it's undescribable. I don't know what life would be without football. Um, well I do. 
And I don't want that. You know, we need football all year round. I know we have the USFL, we have like AFL, we have all these other leagues, but nothing com- nothing compares to the NFL and, and, and college football. It just doesn't. They're not in the same category. Now, w- w- what if we do this? College football, right, from January to August, right? I guess that's kind of too long, but you, you get what I'm saying. You know, college football, uh, making college football a winter sport, and then making NFL this, you know, how it is. Just because you can't change the NFL, but just a thought, you know, just a thought. But NFL's back. You guys already know my Super Bowl, Vikings versus Chargers. I've been saying it since you know July, I guess, and I'm just super excited to see the Bills versus Rams play. Um, I, I I don't know who's gonna win this game. Um, I think the Bills are gonna dominate personally. Um, but at the end of the day, I could also see the Rams making it a close game, running the ball a lot, controlling the time possession because they don't want to get Josh Allen the ball. Uh, but it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a great game. I'm just super excited to have football back. I'm gonna you know drink some Blue Moons. Um, hopefully I can, uh, get some, you know, maybe get some ribs, maybe, you know, grill them up. Uh, I was going to grill today, but, uh, it's raining over here in Georgia, so can't grill today. So I'm going to, uh, improvise and probably just, you know, which just sounds horrible, but probably going to bake some ribs. Uh, cause I bought like two slabs of ribs last night. Um, and I just wanted to barbecue and then weather report was like, Oh my God, it's going to rain for the next six days. I was like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, man. Um, with that being said, I'm out of here. I'm um, going to start barbecuing up, or I guess cooking it up. Got got some cream cheese pies to cook or to bake. Uh, got some ribs to, you know, to barbecue and, and, and season and whatnot. Uh, and uh, I'm ready to, you know, get this day started. You know, I'm just saying. It's it's, it's 1148 here. Um, you know, uh, if you've been listening to me for a long time, you know, I uh, moved to Georgia recently. But, or sorry, that moved, visiting my parents. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, and I'm um, ready to go. Um, but yeah, I'll see you guys on Sunday. Um, if not before then. Um, so yeah, so like I said, I'll probably do a podcast on Wednesday, but I'll for sure see you guys on Sunday. Sunday info service. Uh, so Monday, Wednesdays, and sorry, Sunday, Mondays, and Wednesdays will be my podcast dates. Um, and then, um, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, we'll see how everything goes. All right, talk to you guys next time.